What's up guys, welcome to today's money. Thank you for listening, I appreciate you being here. If you'd like to watch the video version of this podcast, there's a link for that in the description. And if you wanna jump right into the podcast, skip the next 30 seconds of ad space. What's up everybody, welcome back, we appreciate you being here. Lindsay and I are gonna be discussing the five pillars of successful Forex trading. Lindsay laid out the framework for today's video. We both together kind of went in and filled it with some meat. And I think that if you stay through till the end, you're gonna find something, if not a lot of things, that you can take out of today's video and apply into your trading. So first, we're gonna be talking about technical analysis. We think that this is the foundation for successful trading. So Lindsay, how you feeling? You excited to be here? I think this is gonna be a good video. Yeah, I'm excited to be here for sure. So when you thought about this idea, do you remember what inspired you to like frame it out into five pillars or into three? Like why five? Was there any specific reason? Because I just think the five topics that we're going to cover is a kind of essential that every trader needs. So Makes that's sense. why it was a five pillar rather than just three. Because I do think these five are really important in your, in your process. So why technical analysis first? Why did you put this as the first pillar towards successful trading? because you definitely need the technical analysis first to really, for your, for your price action, for where, that's gonna give you a guide of where you're gonna go in your Forex trading initially. So I think everyone needs to kind of start with the, the price action. I know that other pillars are just as important, but I think for price action, I think that is where your foundation lies. And it's hard to like, do anything if you can't read the chart. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if you can't yeah. identify bullish versus bearish candles, if you don't know how to, you know, successfully draw trend lines, if you don't know those basic things, I think it's hard to go into the other pillars too, which is why I love yeah. that you put it as the first one. And what my yeah. notes were saying to like what I was thinking about when I was just trying to come up with some ideas for this was that I felt for me when I got into trading, learning different indicators and learning like what they could do was important for me because I was like testing out different things. So there's like so many different aspects of technical analysis that can put this whole picture together for you. But I think a lot of it requires like almost experimentation or like a, not a testing phase because you don't need to put money behind it to test it, but just playing with all the different aspects of reading a chart. Yeah. And I think it's Forex specific too. Like if you try to read a chart when you're looking at a stock, like let's say you're looking at Apple, Apple's going to gap on some days. Forex pairs don't yeah. gap like that. So you're looking at just different market structure and you have to take all of mm -hmm. that into your analysis too. You know what I mean? Yeah. And get, I think you've got to get a feel as an individual of how you're reading the technical analysis and kind of knowing your own kind of trigger sig signals that are going to be aligned with you as yep. a whole. So I think that's why you've got to really kind of take the technical analysis as the kind of foundation of your process. And I think one more thing about it is like for me, when I... I think this was probably like two or three years ago. I really focused in on like having language in my plan or in my way of doing analysis, having language yep. to not or to identify consolidating or choppy markets before I was yep. to take a trade and then realize that I was in a choppy market. So being yep. able to read a chart and say, oh, this is in trend. Oh, it's a bullish trend. It's a bearish trend. Or no, this is yep. consolidating. Let's stay away from this. I think that's an important piece too of like Absolutely. understanding technical analysis. Okay, good. So let's talk about risk management. This is the second pillar. I think that like the first <clears throat> thing we have to talk about when you think about risk management is the leverage. Because in Forex, you know, a lot of people know it as a market that offers a ton of leverage. But in reality, if you're really trading for the long run, and I think you and I have gone gone through this in, in our own separate ways, but like when you understand what trading is, you know you don't need that leverage if you're really trying to grow a business like successfully and consistently for the long yeah. run. 
do you Absolutely. see so many new traders coming in and just using too much leverage? Because I feel like it's so easy for them to get sucked in with all these brokers that offer crazy leverage, you know what I mean? Yeah, all the time I see it. And for me, I, I think that was where one of the first, another first thing that we had to learn. So I, as soon as I came in, I was kind of taught your risk management, you know, having that, you know, one or two percent, three percent, whatever it was on your mm -hmm. overall account. Mm -hmm. And once you kind of see how you can grow that over the long term, how powerful it is, I think that then you know yourself that you don't have to be over leveraging your account. And if you're over leveraging your account, you're taking that one loss that can knock and wipe your account right. out. That's true. Yep. How long are we going to be playing for here? Because we're not going to right. we're not going to be playing for long. Exactly. And I think the other part of risk management beyond the leverage is that you have to have a grading system. And I think that's the yep. first step towards proper position sizing. So if you can finally, it took me again, some time to realize this in my own trading, but if you can finally get to the point of accepting that not all of your trade ideas are going to be winners, but also not all of your trade ideas are of equal quality, then you can say, yeah. hey, for my best trade ideas, my highest probability trades, I'm going to put this much size. And that's going yeah. to be my biggest position size risk. And if you can then say, well, look, those are my ace tr trade setups, let's find B and C trade setups, and they'll get smaller size. And then at that point, you've like automated, systematized all of the risk management thoughts that you yeah. need to have when you come to the desk to take a trade. So there's no emotion allowed to creep in and make you take too big of a position size or anything like that. So it can really be systematized. That's my big thing Absolutely. with risk management. You know what yeah. I mean? Absolutely, because I didn't have the grading system. Obviously when I came to ASFX, I just had right. the, the, same, the same risk that I put on every trade. Right. And as we know, every trade is different Not qualities. Equal. So yeah. I loved that we had the grading system in and then you were really diving more deep into your, your risk management. And you can then see even how some people will take the grading system and use it differently. Like some people will be putting 2% of their account on their A setups. Some people will put 0.25% of their yep. account. Everybody's yep. at a different mm -hmm. place. And that's why I'm not too big on like making a specific framework, a specific setting of risk because everybody's risk profile exactly. is different. You know yep. what I mean? So I think it's just yeah, important absolutely. to understand that you can systematize this. Like you can grade your trade setups by their quality and then put different size to the better trades versus the mm. lower probability yeah. trades yeah okay good. so let's go also, to yeah 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 sorry so no, i was yeah. just going to say that obviously the longer you're kind of trading your systems as we like to say that is when mm -hmm. you're going to have that confidence and that's probably the ones who are creating their, their trade you know their a setups at two percent versus the newer traders coming in who are using 0.25 on their a setups. exactly exactly okay good so let's go we got the first one is technical analysis. That's that first pillar. Second pillar being yep. risk management. Third pillar is journaling your trades. So you know, yep. we have the ASFX trading journal, which everybody can click the link in the description to grab one of those if you haven't tried it or you need your next 90 day supply. But for me, the journaling and the documentation has always been what like, to me, it was like the gym. You know what I mean? Like it keeps me accountable, yeah, it keeps me growing. It doesn't matter what anybody outside the world in, in social media or outside these chart markups and the documentation says, that's the facts. That's what I need to believe yeah. in. You know what I mean? So I feel like to yeah. me, it was always something that I would fall back onto to make me confident in the system. I've had people say to me like, what do you do? when you're in a losing streak or even on a winning streak, it's the same thing. It's always go back to the documentation and the journaling. What are you doing that's working so well? How could you yeah, answer yeah. that question if you're not actually writing it down, journaling it, taking photos of the trades, and then giving yourself something to go back and study? You Absolutely. wouldn't be able to do that. You know what I mean? No, no, no. And I think, you know, with your, your trade ideas, you have, regardless of if it's a loss, 
yeah that loss can still be a good setup for so sure you have to you have still to journal go back it. and have yes. it documented not just ignore it where a lot of traders want to walk away and forget about it because if you're not reviewing and journaling how how they expect to evolve and grow i've had some guys and i'm it's no beef but it's like some people tell me they only mark up and document their winning trades and i'm like what do you think that's yeah. doing for you that's not going to make you grow that's not going to push you to be better no. you have to go after your losing trades take accountability for them that's step one so like if we're really going to talk about this it's like yeah the yeah. reason people don't document them is because they don't want to be held accountable for those losing <laughs> trades we've all been there you know what i mean so if you can first yeah. take accountability for it take responsibility for it, then you can say, well, what do we need to do to not let this happen again? But if you just ignore it and you don't mark it up, you're never going to get better. You're never going to be able to move forward. No, so never. the journals, you know, were a big thing. I think that I'm, I'm pointing at it. I've got it right here. The journals are a big thing that have helped traders. Yeah. What do you think is another thing, Lindsay, that's helped people with their documentation beyond just markups? Like, is there anything that stands I, out to you from the coaching calls you've done? Well, see, even for me, I used to, and it's something that I've came away from. I now just take screenshots and yeah. you know save it into my pc etc but i used to video it yeah um and really kind of talk talk myself through it so yeah. that is something that i think for more say for beginners coming in that's what i felt and i felt more confident i didn't have to use it any longer and i could just do the screenshot and have all my notes attached to it but i think a video of journaling that you can do um really helps initially when you start out and just talk through your emotions how you're feeling you know, yeah. did you follow yep. your rules and plan? Were you, you know, stressed before you came to the desk? Whatever it may be, I think a video one's good. Videos are good too. I think even like what I've seen work for some people is like if you tell them, like as coaches, if we tell them to create content, if they were to like have to post YouTube yes. videos or it's, if they have to make content about their trades, that can lead to more accountability too. And that can lead yeah. to knocking out two birds with one stone. You're creating content. People will want to see that. They'll learn from that. And you're also documenting for yourself. So it's, it's a win-win yeah. there. All right, good. I like the journaling as that third middle pillar. That's good. Let's go into the fourth pillar, which you wrote as strong mindset. So when you put yeah. that there, I came up with three words. Three words came to mind. Humility, discipline, and focus. Humility came to mind because I think, like I said before a few minutes ago, you can't like think all of your trade ideas are going to be winning trades. No. And you can't think that they're all going to move to the extent that you would like them to move. You have to be humble yeah. when you come to the desk. And if you are, I think the market tends to reward you for being respectful in that way. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And then I think the other two, discipline and focus, are like discipline to stay on the rules, focus to find that set of rules, and really just lock, lock in on that tunnel vision focus. This is what I'm going to be doing, not what other people are saying on social media or, or in the group chat or anything. I can generate my own ideas, read risk reward myself, and just be here in that strategy, yeah. which kind of leads us into the fifth pillar too. But that was what I was thinking yeah. on strong mindset. Did you have anything you wanted to add there? Yeah, no, I, I agree with what you've got down and you know you, I think also the self-sufficiency coming into the mindset yeah. that you're yeah. where your mindset's on point that you can be on your own lane and stay in your own lane yeah um and I think when you have not your mindset's not in point that's when you're going off track and For you're sure. being distracted by others and you're kind of seeing you know um what's it the what am I trying to say like um the shiny yeah. object syndrome you yeah, know yeah, some's yeah, always yeah. better somewhere else of course um I think that so i think you want to get yourself that your mindset's totally on point to get yourself to that self-sufficiency um but mindset mindset is a huge pillar i just think it has different avenues of it 
for so many things, you know. Right. So I definitely think mindset um, is, yeah, it's, it's a strong pillar and you just have to get the discipline and focus, stay in your own lane, not worry about what others are saying and doing. And that way you will get yourself to consistency. It's like um, trading psychology. It's such a big topic. It's like- Big topic. Where do we want yeah. to start with that, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. But we'll be having some some mini uh, some stuff for everybody who's watching and the guys who follow ASFX. We have some stuff coming for you guys in 2021. Yeah. Some mini courses that are really going to help you guys with this stuff. That we'll go deeper into the psychology side of trading because, like yeah. I just said, it's such a broad topic. It's so we can attack it from so many angles. It's hard mm -hmm. to pin it down to one mm -hmm. easy to say catchphrase sentence kind of thing. And now you can think. What yeah. else goes into that is consistency because right. a lot of people are not consistent enough. And sure. I think when they start in trading- In what? When you say that, what do you mean? I think they don't dip, they're just dipping their toe in and they're coming in like a hobby. Mm. And you know, they're coming to the desk and just like, oh, well, if I get to the desk now for a wee half an hour at 9 a.m. today, but I'll maybe come back tomorrow and I'll come on at 7 p.m. Sure. And there's just no consistency in the routine. Like they treat or... it like it's a casino. Like they can just show up yeah, and gamble. Yeah, and they can just show around. up and yep. yeah, yeah. So and, and that makes me think of see the consistency. Right, but also in that same idea of consistency, like the idea of you have to show up. When I show up, I have to find a trade. Why is that something that people think every time they show think, up to the desk, yeah. they have to click the button, they have to take the trade, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think those are two areas where you can look at and say like, we've seen a lot of people struggle. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking like, well, how do I apply that to myself? Like you want to be the opposite of that, so to speak, you know? Yeah, But absolutely. let's go into this fifth pillar, this one good strategy, one good trade idea. Cause I think that this was a big difference maker for me. Um, yeah. And I think it was, it kind of ties into what we talked about, you know, not focusing too much on what other people doing, finding what you do best and really getting better at that. I think also I've been listening to some podcasts and some trading books and stuff. And I heard somebody say recently, you have to find a strategy that aligns with your beliefs and, and who you are as a person. It can't just be yep. a winning strategy on the technical side. You might not be able to trade it well. So there's a lot of things that go into actually finding that strategy. But once you find something that's tested and you can back test it and prove it profitable and you can repeat it every day, that can be your edge. And as you get better at that strategy, your edge will get sharper. You know what I mean? Does that make sense, Lindsay? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It does because for me, I, I was fighting with myself for two years of a strategy that didn't sit right with me. Right. But I didn't really know how to take it in a different avenue to go down right. because for me, like I said, EMAs was something that was taught within the strategy, my initial strategy, but sure. was never implemented because my mentor didn't believe in them so much. But for me, once I tested it, it sat well with me and it really grew my confidence that I was on the right side of the trade. Right. But I didn't really want to go against what she was what she was teaching me, shall we say? And I think mm -hmm. that's what held me back and kept for me sure. on that path for so long. And then once obviously I came across ASFX and I knew that yous were using EMAs and I could see that there's another strategy here that it's going to sit probably much better with me. Yep. Then that's when I took the leap because I knew so it, that- So it aligned more with your beliefs. It aligned yeah. more with what you yeah. were looking for and what you already believed in the market, in the way of reading the market. So that's what I'm saying. It aligned with Absolutely. you more at that point. I think yeah. too, when you talk about the one good system, the one good strategy idea, like I want to give everybody something that they can understand. When, when I say this and when Lindsay and I tell people this, the strategy has to have a certain few characteristics. One of them being the trigger signal. A strategy can have yeah. more than one trigger signal. That would maybe just make it a different strategy. There's semantics here in the wording that you use, strategy system. Like there's definitely semantics there, 
but the idea is that these systems, these strategies have a trigger signal, a predetermined stop loss, a way to read risk, a predetermined take profit, like a way to read potential reward, yeah. and then a checklist of questions that you can read on the chart and what with price action, a checklist of questions that you can use to qualify the trade. If you have all of yeah. that, the trigger, the stop, the risk management, position sizing kind of idea built into it too, how you're going to grade those trades and that checklist, then that can be a complete system because you can backtest that. And then if it's mm -hmm. backtested and proven profitable, then it makes sense to put money into it and forward test it and use it in the market. So the strategy Absolutely. idea has all these components. And if you are just getting you know into ASFX or if you're just new to me and Lindsay, definitely go to the channel and study some of the other videos because we've talked about this a lot. But if you can combine all these characteristics and put it together, you can actually piece a strategy together and then use that irregardless of what anybody else is saying or doing. And that can make you more self-sufficient than ever before. You know, that's the idea with this one good strategy. And then you just get bigger in that. You don't need to do yeah. anything else. And other strategies yeah. will come, you know, like if you asked me, Lindsay, if you were like, what, how, where did the D1 and the D2 come from when you already had the A1? They only happened because I was just focused on getting better at the A1. That led mm -hmm. me to seeing more patterns within it. And that led to the D1 and the D2. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think so, one one strategy is good and obviously diving deeper into that when it's so precise as to what we, we have within our systems. Yeah. That's what I always classify giving me the edge in right. the market because How precise it's it is. so surprised it is. I never had to double check myself or double right. you know, overthink it because right. it's black and white in front of me. Makes sense. Yep. And that's what I think when people come to ASFX and then they look to you for coaching and stuff like that, I think they look to you to help them find those precision points that they're missing because yeah. i think it's easy to overlook them and you and me would overlook Absolutely. them because we're so used to it but when you're new yeah. we're asking questions of the chart sometimes that are very detailed so it takes a, a trained eye i was talking to one of the new guys like yesterday we had our welcome call and we were just catching up and i was like do you speak any other language and he was like sent in he was said something back to me in spanish and i don't speak spanish like that but he's he, so he was saying yes of course i speak another language i speak spanish and i was like so you have to just look at what we do with trading and the way that we read risk and the way that we have our strategy yeah. it's like another language you don't get mm -hmm. it at first of course like no. the charts are weird looking like no one's gonna just get it i didn't just get it you think i just showed up six years ago and was like oh i know how to read this you know what i mean it takes a long time yeah. to, to yeah. really get a grasp under it but once you get it you're talking like you know it's your second Absolutely. language like you've been doing it for years yeah. so it just takes time you know and i think that's like you said at the beginning actually so it's a good tie into what you said about just giving it time and being able to commit and not just dipping your toe in the water like jumping in you know head first yeah uh -huh. Uh -huh. and that that i think that is one of the biggest struggles that new traders have coming in because they're just for sure they're just dipping their toe in they don't have any pillars in place you know they, they probably don't know the right avenue they're going down Sure. And the consistency part is the hardest part for them because they just think they're going to show up at the desk and it's going to magically happen and right. they can read these charts and be successful. It's like there's so there is so many parts to successful psychology, but at the same time, we probably could sit down and list them all out and give that to people and be like, think this way. But even right. if we did that, mm -hmm. I think they would still have to get burned a couple of times on their own, like touch Fine. the stove. You know what I'm saying? To yeah. learn that, oh, I can't think that way when I come to trading. I have to think this way kind of thing in certain scenarios when it comes to risk. We, can, we to... sometimes see it in our community, you know, we can be saying whatever, but right. other traders can just go off and do their own. And then maybe once they've been burned twice, they'll come back and say, oh, you were right yep. what you said about that. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. No, that, and that, that's a good point to leave us with, Lindsay. So this has been good. I'm glad that we got this video done. For everybody that's still here watching all the way through, comment below. Let us know which of these five pillars 
mean the most to you? Which one are you focused on improving? Because let's be honest, like all of them, we can focus on for all of us and yep. to improve at least one of them, probably more than yeah, one of them absolutely. for most of us. You know what I mean? So comment below. Let us know which one stands out the most. We appreciate you guys giving us the time and let us know in the comments if you guys enjoy like these conversation podcast type videos and we'll keep them coming. But Lindsay, I appreciate it always. Thank you everybody Thanks for, for being here. Me. Yeah, you're welcome. And we'll see you guys in the next video. Thank you for listening to today's money. If you want to check out the video that goes along with this episode, there's a link in the show notes. Now make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to so you don't miss any future episodes. And if there's anything that I can do to help you along your trading journey, please reach out to me. My contact info is in the description as well. Thank you very much and I'll see you in the next episode.